turn my headphone down a little bit. Yeah. for you today in the sense of I actually have some cool stuff to talk about and I feel really good about it. I was actually texting my guy James Rapine earlier today. James, we miss you. And I was thinking to myself, what would James do if he were here? Um, if you don't know, James Rapine uh, was working on uh, on the best podcast, I thought, like, period. It was uh, It's called the Locked On uh, Bengals Podcast. Um, he's no longer there because he moved on. He moved on to Cleveland. Who knows what he's got coming up or he's got up his sleeve because he's a slippery, slimy little fella. But um, I was thinking, what would James do at this moment right now? He would go and do a podcast. So I'm absolutely going to do that. I'm also frustrated because people are like talking crap to me um, about defense wins championships, all these crazy things. Just to pick it up for today, my name is Zim Hude. Um I still don't even have a name for this thing, and what I'm a couple months in on the podcast, maybe even more than that, but who cares? Someone else gave me some ideas, and I'm going to probably do a poll on Instagram one day for it, but I think it was like Earn Your Stripes or something like that. Who cares? Let's get right into it. We're post-Super Bowl today. Um, a lot of people are saying, Jim, what do, you, what do you think of that? Defense absolutely dominated. No, actually, 21 Savage actually dominated the Super Bowl last night. If you hadn't seen the memes on that, you should probably check those out. Don't even know if half of you people even know who 21 Savage is. No, you know what? I'm not even going to limit you guys to that because you guys are really smart. And one thing that I did before I started this page is I came in with preconceptions on what people I what people I, I thought would understand from memes, what I thought that, you know, like I was into, but they weren't. But it turns out we have a lot of things in common. And actually, there are 40-year-old white women and 50-year-old white men who actually do know who 21 Savage is. And he absolutely won the Super Bowl last night. Because the Super Bowl itself last night was something that I would not call a bad game. It was 3-3. Three to three. We went into the fourth quarter. Game was looking you know, like, it, it had a feel of any play could be the deciding play that wins the game. I was at a house, and it was probably like 40 people in there. When, um, just to recap, too, if you live under a rock, the Patriots, congratulations, won 13-3 to over the um, L.A. Rams yesterday. Um, how that ties in with the Bengals, we'll get into. Because, also, we got a new coach today. So, there was these moments where the Rams would make a play. You had the Brandon Cooks play where he's wide open down the field. Um, uh, Jared Goff sees him late, throws it late. Uh, McCourty makes a play on it. That was a touchdown that potentially could win the game. I, I go back to a, a, a holding call that they called on Todd Gurley. Um, this was like when Rams were really picking up the pace, getting their momentum back, actually incorporating Todd Gurley into the game plan. And he had like a 13, 14-yard run. He had previously had like another 13, 14-yard run. Actually, I think that was 16 yards. Um, but this one got called back with a phantom holding call. Now, uh, on a normal day, I might bring a lot more emphasis to it. But I felt as though it might have been a makeup call, too, because I didn't like the holding call that the Patriots had got uh, on a 30-11 earlier in the game. So 
uh, there were a lot of different things going on. But the, the main thing that everyone keeps on coming to me is I'm the biggest proponent of offensive firepower. Now, that game was a defensive showdown, but what it lacked was elite skill players. And if you have elite skill players that in, in two of the, I wouldn't call him quite elite, but he's far above average. Cooper Cup, who I actually had on my fantasy football team, he, he hasn't played in what, like, it was been like eight, nine weeks or whatever. The last game he played, um, I'm going to have to look it up. But the last game that he played, I mean, he had a pretty decent game. But the point is, the elite players from the Rams side was Brandon Cooks. And the Patriots absolutely took him out of the game. The other thing that stood out to me was the Patriots ran a defense that I hadn't seen probably all year or maybe I didn't notice it, but they were running 6-1 where you have six guys up front on on the front and then one right there, like right behind it. So it was taking away those little uh, dump off passes. I question their game planning though early in the game with the Rams. I know I'm all over the place. I'm always all over the place. I question their game plan early in the game. The Patriots were coming hard, hard on the edge, right? Where was the screen game then? If y'all haven't seen the LA Rams throughout the year, the first eight or nine games, it was Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley setting up this play, setting up that play based off of play action. Now, I know he had a knee injury, but the guy suiting up, him suited up at 50 to 65% and higher is better than CJ Anderson. Him at 65% is better than 70% of the running backs in the NFL. I kid you not. Halfway through the season, the MVP candidates were Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley. So people that are just now watching the Rams and saying, well, where's all the firepower? The, the offense is predicated on Todd Gurley eating, and he did not. And I, I'm still sitting there thinking, like, let's say they come out and say he needed to get his knee sculpted or he needs to do something else. Um, the, the injury was la- uh, nagging or whatever. That doesn't give you an excuse not to implement him in a game plan. That's like... Aaron Rodgers hurting his knee throughout most of this year, and it came out earlier today. He's not going to need surgery, but that doesn't take you away from using Aaron Rodgers. Now, that's that's not a fair comparison because Aaron Rodgers absolutely touches the ball every play. But if you watch the LA Rams earlier in the year, Todd Gurley touched the ball a lot, like 25, 26 times a game minimum. And that's why a lot of times when we talk about Joe Mixon not getting the ball, we always reference it and say, well, give him like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell type touches because he's absolutely the focal point of the offense. You can't just give him 10 touches and say, oh, well, he only had 40 yards. It doesn't work that way. A lot of my friends are saying he's injured. Um, And I'm like, yeah, but he's suited. You know, this is the NFL. Everybody's hurt. You know, we're past 16 games. We're past a couple games in the playoffs. Everybody's hurt. Trust me. Uh, but the the other thing that stands out to me is uh, Cooper Cup. I was talking about him just a second ago. Not even just from some fantasy football standpoint. When you look at Edelman on the other side of the field, this is what makes the Rams so much crazier than the Patriots offensive firepower-wise. Cooper Cup is the Edelman of the Rams. He's the guy that you can't single cover, works the slot, makes it, opens it up for Josh Reynolds going vertical, opens it up for Brandon Cooks to go inside, outside, Todd Gurley always a threat. Cooper Cup not being there is far bigger than what anybody could ever like. I, I don't even know the box score and I'm not even going to pull it up. 
There's no impact players, elite players that could do anything. Couple that up with a good game plan from the Patriots, not an elite defense from the Patriots. So people that are coming to me with this defense wins championships talk, that's malarkey to me. Because <laughs> I'm mad I just said malarkey. I just I just wanted a, a chance to say the word malarkey, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but they're not elite defense, and they, the Patriots absolutely had an elite game plan. And what happens is when you don't counter the elite game plan and you still try to do the same thing, it's like punching a pin, uh, a, a square peg through a circle hole. It's just not working. Like, even late in that game, you just knew there was no way. He had not enough time um, when I say him. Um Jared Goff never had enough time. Now, part of this is the right side play. If you follow me on Instagram, Zim underscore Hude. On Twitter, is Zim Hude, no underscore. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm pointing out the fact that this guy, Blythe, number 66, was absolutely getting destroyed. They would line up high tower, acting like he's going to rush, put other guys on that side. Like, they absolutely making everybody look like Lawrence Taylor on that side. And what, it, and what the Patriots did is saw something on film where they were running some unique stunts throughout the whole game. I wish I had the resources for you so I could show you, like, the stunts, the different things um, that I just hadn't seen from the Patriots maybe in a long time. I'm not sure. Um Maybe since like Willie McGinnis or something like I, like some of the stuff that they were doing, I just it caught me off guard. And even just that six one front that really caught me off guard. And, and good job for Jim Nance like catching that like live because I, I was telling somebody at the party, I'm like, man, look, you see they got six guys like on it, like it was just crazy to me. But the 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 stunts they never adjusted for the Rams, and as a result. Golf was working like how we say Andy Dalton. When y'all talk about a bad offensive line for Dalton, I'm expecting it to look like what the Rams had last night. And it was not that for Dalton throughout the year. So that's why you always get pushback from me this year. I'm like, no, the line's pretty average. It gives you enough time to get the ball. You got to go through your reads pretty quick and get rid of the ball. Know their line is not the Saints. Uh, you know, know their line is in the Patriots. But to say that the line is the reason why he's not having success is malarkey. Once again, that's our second malarkey reference. All right. But um, Jared Goff absolutely had no time whatsoever. And the way that they were coming up, Phil, I was just like, screen, 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 screen him to death. Girly, girly. Did y'all notice even after CJ Anderson fumbled, they still were willing to put C.J. Anderson out there on the field over an MVP candidate, Todd Gurley. And I don't care if his knee is hurt. I don't care if his knee was about to fall off. He suited up in a uniform. Do you know th what that is in the NFL? Like, that's crazy to me. So just not having Cooper Cuff being able to do his thing in the slot, um, Gurley not being MVP Gurley, Jared Goff being very jittery. Even with Jared Goff's game, I pointed this out during the game too. If you go play Dalton's games from the playoffs, they don't even look as good as Jared Goff's games. And I will argue to you that in a lot of those games, Dalton had a far superior line with Whitworth and Zeitler. And he looked worse than Goff. And Goff looked jittery, was laid on different things, had that bad third and two with the uh, where he, he's just overthrowing Cooks. So many bad plays on Goff's end. But at the end of the day, he made enough throws, I thought, when he did have enough time to still have it a, a competitive game, be 3-3, be able to push the ball like somewhat down the field. But, I mean, they were just super unmatched. How that translates into uh, – but, yeah, tip your hat off to the Patriots. 
how that translates into the Bengals is that today, February 4th, 2019, our new new head coach, Zach Taylor, is officially signed. At first, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. We knew for three weeks. What the hell are you talking about? Zach Taylor was official. I guess because being a Bengals fan is very tough, and you're like, ah, what if he just doesn't show? Maybe Zach doesn't get dressed, and he doesn't come to. He doesn't get on his plane. Well, I actually showed footage of him on the plane getting off, and he signed his paperwork, and he is the new coach. Um, one thing that I thought was very interesting about the coach today, ah, coach, coach Zach, Zachary, Zachary. Zach looks like a guy that I could just invite over for some good pie and have a great conversation. If I knew how to make pie, Zach would be the first person I call. But Zachary, one thing that I noticed, though, is that the Bengals made sure, just the same way that they they, they strutted Lamar Jackson in there um, uh, pre-draft, they made sure that Dalton was there at the facility to shake his hand and get that good photo, right? People say, what does that mean? Zim Dalton could just, nope, nope. Players are everywhere. Vontaze Burfick is in Arizona right now. John Ross is at the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are gone away, whatever. That photo is time for a purpose, and it's like the new introduction of this is Dalton meeting a new savior for him. And part of me wants to believe that Dalton absolutely could put on a performance like Jared Goff could, and he should. Eight seasons later. Now, is that good enough to win a Super Bowl? Very close, right? So a Dalton enthusiast would say, no, Dalton can do that, right? But the thing that y'all missed is Jared Goff absolutely balled out this whole year. So you cannot limit him to that one game. The problem with Dalton has always been consistency and weapons. Uh, Jared Goff had limited weapons, I felt, after the Cooper Cup thing went down and Gurley's knee is out. Now teams are doubling Brandon Cooks. So he could have the same argument that, that Dalton would. Now, how that re- uh, translates to what I'm saying moving forward. Um, I, after looking at a lot more film, I don't like the guy Daniel Jones from Duke. I don't like a lot of these quarterbacks. I don't like the guy Drew Locke either. Um, only quarterbacks I feel comfortable drafting will be uh, Haskins. And, and I really like Kyler Murray is my favorite quarterback in the draft. But he's got a lot of complications currently going on. Let me play something from you from uh, Stick to Football podcast that I listen to a lot. Reaching every opportunity yep. he has to get the $15 million contract from the A's in the end of this. I want to uh, read you guys some of the text that I got um, about this. Because obviously like, it's a big deal in the draft community. A lot of scouts are and agents and GMs. Like it's, It was the topic of conversation. Uh, one guy texts me. Uh, He's still going first. It doesn't matter. But he needs to get a fucking agent and actually do it the right way. Another guy said, one interview won't make or break him, but it's just dumb doing that. Another one was like, this is LeVar Ball all over again. And that was the one that like hit me. It's like, it's like you're just everything is like Connor said, a leverage play where it's like he he won't commit one way or another. And I think that's in more in relation to like the fact that his dad is kind of managing the situation. But yeah, he does need to get an agent and like kind of get his stuff together and figure out what he's going to do. Spring tra- So, 
with that being said, that makes me very leery about him. I feel like he's leveraging a lot of this stuff just so he can still play baseball. And if that's the case, you don't want to take him at the number 11 pick, which is a big bummer to me because one thing I don't want to do is force a quarterback into this new system. Now, the, the other thing that happens that's very special about this photo is the rumors currently are saying Dalton is going to go to the Redskins and Tannehill is going to come here. We're going to go uh, have a mediocre season, 6-10 and 10 again, and we're going to trade up and try to draft a quarterback next season, right, with Zach Taylor's boy because he had experience with the Dolphins, right? They wouldn't have took that photo today. So now it makes me feel like the Bengals are saying, hey, let's go ahead with Dalton. This is our guy. We really believe it. Let's not be hasty in our decisions. We still have two years left on Dalton's contract, which is advantageous to us. So we don't have to restructure anything right now. We still got the cap space that I think we can to uh, make a play and do some different things in free agency, sign some of our guys right now. This run isn't over, right? The other part of me is saying, just wait a second. Like, let's see what happens coming up. Um, some of the moves before the draft, we just got to really keep an eye on it, you know, for sure. My name is Zim Hude, Zim underscore Hude on Instagram. I will absolutely be able to update you and give you whatever information I can as we get further into that. I also want to get into the defensive coordinator position. A lot of people ask me a lot of questions about that. Um, originally, it was supposed to be Jack Del Rio. It was the name. Shoot, before then... Uh, God, I, my mind went blank. Before then, it was somebody else. Somebody's going to hit me on Instagram or Twitter and remind me. Uh, but it was Jack Del Rio. Then it was John Fox. Well, Jack Del Rio um, is, uh, I think I re-signed with the Jags in a different role, I believe so. Um, John Fox is still in studio, I think, with, uh, God, who is that? Is that, in, is that Fox as well? Uh, but he's still uh, working as an analyst. Then after that, then after that, it was Dennis, um, I'm sorry, Dennis Allen, who's been working with the Saints. Now, I felt like he was a guy that was super relatable to the players currently right now. I like the scheme. A lot of people, of course, if you're a Saints fan, they were like, ah, whatever. But uh, that was a big, big time thing that he was the front runner for the position. Come to find out, he re-signs with the Saints. So now he's not the guy. So now they're thinking Dom Capers, who I've watched some defenses throughout the year um, pretty much go with, you know, like you can look at different teams and see like Seattle runs a cover three that's pretty unique to their safeties when they had Earl Thomas and stuff. And there's some defenses that stand out. One thing about Dom Capers is he's super rooted into this NFL uh, prestige uh, group of people that, you know, no matter what, nobody's going to talk down on you or talk or throw dirt on your name. Dom Capers has this exotic coverage scheme that I was seeing in a couple of different instances. He also has some different things that I like from him um, that I really, really want to watch to kind of speak more on it. But if he doesn't get a position, they're saying that he, they're going to lure him into uh, he's going to take I'll be waiting to hear uh, Zach, young Zach Taylor, the new coach, um, his press conference is on Tuesday. Um, at 2 p.m., which is tomorrow. That is February the 5th. So I'm going to try to live stream for that. Um, usually I'm able to, like, connect to Facebook or, I mean, um, yeah, do the thing on Facebook or something, and I'm going to be able to try to keep my Instagram thing, and we can get a live stream. We have some live commentary, see what everybody's thinking, how you're feeling, get a nice little break from work, I guess. I don't really work 
from a work work type of thing because I'm a loser that sits at home and talks about bangles and writes up stupid articles and memes and stuff all day. So I just do this all day. Kind of. All right. So uh, on top of that, I really wanted to make sure the reason I talk so fast throughout this whole thing is because I really wanted to make sure that I'm hitting all like my points, like for the most part. One thing I didn't play for you is this stupid Kyler uh, Murray interview. You're ready to go to Listen to this. Dan Patrick. Wait, are you going to spring training? Oh, no. Wait, you don't know? Dad, is he going to spring training? Another no comment here. You know these microphones are on right now. Right? Yeah, I know, I know, okay. I know. I just, I just said. This guy, Dan Patrick... I mean, was throwing him softball after softball. Listen to this. That's it? Keep it cordial. <laughs> uh, are you going to the combine? I don't know. Dad, is he going to the combine? <laughs> no Dad had no comment there. So it's like this guy doesn't have an agent. He's got his dad, I guess, acting as an agent. They don't have a solid plan. He has the potential to go number one in the NFL draft, not like Lamar Jackson was last year. And this guy doesn't – it's like he's so surprised that Dan Patrick is actually asking him, is he going to the NFL combine? Is he is he going to spring training? He looks so puzzled. He's twirling his hair. He looks silly as I don't know what. And I'm thinking like, dude, you got millions on the line here. Like, if you get a chance, go watch this stuff. This is, like, real teenager-like stuff here. Like, like my, my niece is, like, 18. Like, that type of stuff. Like, uh, you're going to get your driver's license today? I don't know. Like, the book looks a little thicker than what I thought it. Like, that type of stuff and millions of dollars on the line while I'm sitting at home trying to pay my dad on electric bill. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's frustrating. And then to think that that's his, his preparation process and he doesn't even have a game plan. Even if he does want to leverage himself um, for the Oakland um, A's or whatever, you don't have a game plan, son. So in short, um, pretty much Mr. Defense wins championships. Sorry. It's not that simple. Go look at the scores from this, this, this period, this whole entire year. Rams are putting up 35, 40 points a game. They go to the Super Bowl and put up a dud. You're like, see, defense wins championships. Well, how did they get there? Because they weren't playing defense for half the season when they were putting up 40 and 50 points up against these guys and their defense was trash. Like, they actually played pretty well last night and they didn't win a championship. So it's a contradictory statement. And like I was telling somebody when I wrote on Instagram, saying defense wins championships is like saying, Oh yeah, we're only going to suit up ten people today. I'm on, and, and they're going to suit up eleven. Like, like if I was in favor of only offense, like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of course, you need eleven guys versus eleven, and you, of course, you have to go on offense, and of course, you have to play defense. But my pro, profound proclaim to achieving victories was your your offense is your defense, right? So take the scenario from last night. Had the Vi uh the oh god, I said the Vikings. Had the Rams managed to just score, you know, 14 points, two touchdowns, which they done all year long, they would have won the game. You know, so it's it's a it's a weird conversation to have, like to in, in to also to to suggest that I don't think that defense is needed to win a football game. Of course you need defense to suit up 
and play a football game. But if I outscore your other team, then my defense has done its job and my offense has aided them in this. That's all I got for you guys today. I made sure because I had so much stuff I wanted to post. Um, I was like, let me just do a quick podcast. So that's as quick as I'll probably ever do one. I'm still working on a couple of interviews. I'm I'm always talking to guys affiliated with the Bengals. I'm always talking to a couple of players. So you never know. Now that we got an off season, let's heat this thing up. Let's cut the oven on. Let's welcome young Zach Taylor to Cincinnati. If I had the hand clap, I'd be like, woo, woo. So we just got to get a better studio, I guess. Um, but aside from that, keep on following me on Instagram, Zim underscore Hude, Zim Hude on Twitter. Uh, a couple of guys got me blocked on there. I don't know why, because I talk that real stuff. The Twitter world is, is not like Instagram world. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, lastly, when you listen to this, please, if you're listening, even if you don't have Apple, go on the um, in the App Store and vote five stars for me in the Apple iTunes um, library. Just search Bengals. I'll pop right up. You want to know why? Because James is gone, and now I'm here, and I'm evil, and I'm taking over the world. Talk to me nice, talk to me nice, talk to me nice. No, I'm gon' ball, yeah. No way I can fall, yeah. They predict the next fall, yeah.